Hello, everybody, and welcome to the first ever Football Fig Nuts podcast. My name is Britt. Hey, and I'm Craig. And we are the Football Fig Nuts. Um, this is our first podcast, so we wanted to introduce ourselves to everybody and give you a quick idea of exactly what the heck we're doing. Um, this is going to be a podcast that we're going to do throughout the football season. We're starting in July because, let's face it, the fantasy football season never sleeps. Uh, we're going to be doing um, periodic during July and August uh, pre-draft stuff. And then once the season starts, we'll be focusing on daily. So just a little bit about ourselves. Craig and I have been doing fantasy football for about 25 years. Um, doing daily, daily fantasy for about three years now. Um, and uh, we, we've worked out some pretty good systems and we have a lot of good information to share. And, you know, one day over drinks, we sat down and said to ourselves, okay, well, what kind of needs are there out there? There's a lot of season long. There's a lot of daily fantasy that say they'll make you a millionaire. But there's not a lot of sites and podcasts and stuff that kind of combine the both and go with the, the common individual. I mean, my honestly, my daily budget every year is about 75 bucks. Never run out of my daily fantasy budget. We've done very well with it. But uh, Craig and I have reached the point where we've decided we are going to do some new stuff and reach out into some new areas. So we'll be coming to you on a fairly regular basis, more so during the season. Um, what am I missing, Craig? Uh, oh, we're also going to talk about beer. Yeah, so that's, that's one of the things we're going to start our podcast with every week. So, uh, Craig, what are you drinking right now? Uh, this week's beer is a beer called Workers' Comp by a local brewery called Two Roads. And I am also drinking a Two Roads beer. I have Road to Ruin, which is uh, one of our favorites. Two Roads, if you're listening and want to sponsor us by giving us free beer or money. So, um, so right into it. So let's talk a little bit about the upcoming season of fantasy football. Let's talk. Let's start with draft strategy, Craig. Every year, you got to kind of alter your strategy at least a little bit. What are you looking at and seeing coming into 2017? Um, you know, since we're, well, for our league, uh, since it's PPR, I'm going to go with either someone, a running back that has potential for reception points or possibly a top receiver. Okay, so for those of you who don't know us, we are in a 10-team PPR league, uh, keeper league, one keeper. Um, that this is our going to be our 25th season. We've been doing it forever. Um, how many championships have you won? I have won. I, I am embarrassed to say that. I have won. I am one and two in all Super Bowls and have... No, I'm sorry. I have two. I have two oh, championships. You, you do? Yes. I have the one from the year I accidentally fleeced Jamal Anderson from you. Mm-hmm. And then I have one two years ago when I actually really started paying attention to a lot of the, the fantasy feedback. So, how many do you have? Yep. Uh, in our league, I... I think I have at least three. At least three. I, mean, I did win my. I won last year, and I won my very first year. You won last year. Yeah. Oh, well, good for you! <laughs> Congratulations! Yay for Craig! Um, across all leagues, I probably don't. I don't play a ton of season-long leagues anymore because I'm doing so much daily fantasy now. I probably play two or three leagues a year. Um, so in the last ten years, I probably got five or six championships. But I mean, you think about it, that's across like thirty leagues. That's really not all that impressive. So anyway, um, let's talk about draft strategy because I think it does change every year. And and we are going to do some position-by-position breakdowns in later episodes. But um, I'm looking at the talent this year, and I'm just looking at the pools, and I'm saying to myself, my first three picks are wide receiver, wide receiver, and probably wide receiver because I don't really trust any of the running backs out there. 
and the quarterback depth is amazing. I should tell you guys too. I listen to the Sirius FM, uh, Sirius XM Fantasy Channel pretty much all day long from July through the end of the season. So I take a lot of opinions in from a lot of different places. I subscribe to two or three sites. So I take a lot of information in before I make decisions. And I'm hearing a similar sort of thing. I'm hearing a lot of quarterback is very deep. There's a top tier. And then after that top tier, there's a lot of variability. Running back is a roll of the dice this year. There's no such thing as a blue chipper in my opinion. But wide receiver If you got the right two or three, you're going to be in really great shape. If you have the wrong two or three, then you might as well start planning for next year. Craig, what's your take? Um, See, my thing with quarterbacks, there's a really big drop-off after, like, three picks. Oh, yeah. Um, There's no question the top tier is three people. It's the same three names I'm pretty sure everyone here has already heard. The question is, is that drop-off big enough? that you have to worry about getting to one that early. Mm. And how early is too early with a quarterback? No, well, an example in our league, since we do one QB, two receivers, I'm sorry, two running backs, three receivers. Aren't we two in a flex now? Did we change it? I thought we, we changed it last up. year. We, we're constantly evolving as <laughs> league, so it's entirely possible that I'm wrong on that. Um, but I think with the other positions, like I still think it, for us, running back is still... Oh, it's huge. But, but with, the, quarterback, with quarterback, I think there's enough talent. If you don't get one of the top three, you can wait till probably like the fifth round. I agree. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, it, and the running back pool is so unpredictable. When we do our running back podcast, you're just going to hear me complain, I love this guy, but for pretty much everybody in the top ten, I mean, at least a quarterback, unless somebody gets hurt, you know what you're going into. So I'm looking really heavy this year at wide receiver, which is a big change from previous years. Um, But, I mean, we'll see how it pans out. I mean, I'm a big believer in the you have to let the draft come to you. You can sit there and plot out as much as you want, but at the end of the day, it depends on what the people around you do. Unless you're holding the one pick, you have to see how it pans out. That's right. Um, I mean, unless you're in a snake draft. Because if you're in a snake draft, then if you don't have the first three picks or the very last pick where it resets, you're kind of screwed. If you're not one, two, or three, or nine, or ten, you're in a bad shape. And the worst part, I hate in a snake league drafting nine or ten. Not because I dislike the double pick. Everyone loves that. But there is no way to plan for it. There is no way to sit there and go, oh, these two people are going to be available. I I routinely look at him like, I hope one or two of these four people are available when it gets to me. Because you just never know how it's going to go. That's exactly true. Absolutely. And that's why we don't do a snake draft. (laughs) No, we do not. We do a weird system that I will not waste people's time with explaining. But uh, And we will. We'll cover our own draft once we get to it later in August. I believe our draft is the weekend of September 3rd. Yes. So that'll be something we will probably cover in a later podcast. More than likely me complaining about how poorly it went for my team. So, um... I guess the next thing is we want to talk about, we wanted to talk a little bit about preliminary posting. We're targeting Thursday nights for getting this guy out every week. Um, I am not, I'm going to warn you right now, if you're looking for a podcast that's going to focus on the Thursday night games and give you that Thursday night guy that you got to sneak into a daily fantasy <laughs> you're lineup. on your own. <laughs> you are in the wrong place, my friend. <laughs> we are here to kind of look at the bigger picture, and I have never had much success with finding that one guy who shines on a Thursday night. If I do daily fantasy and I do a pool that includes Thursday night players, 
it's routinely to make my Sunday players stand out a little more. Because I'd rather you go ahead and put all your money into a Thursday night player and then me have Sunday on a guy who's got a full week's rest than the other way around. But that's just me. Uh, yeah, that's true because Thursday night's such a big drop off. I mean, it's so I mean not drop off, but it's such a it's such a guess because you never know how someone's gonna play after having a short week. Exactly, it's a quick turnaround. You have the game planning is reduced, recovery time is reduced, and you know it, that can work in your favor if you're an offensive player in the right spot, but it can also work against you. And I don't like it either way. I would rather go with the safer bets that occur on Sundays and Mondays. So, but that's the goal. The goal is we're going to have this out every week on a Thursday and go from there. Yep. And why don't you tell them what kind of DFS we're going to be doing? Okay, so we're going to be doing, this is going to sound really lame, but we are going to be doing small-time DFS. There is a bajillion people out there who shall remain nameless that will tell you, I'm going to win you the millionaire maker. I'm going to get you, you're going to put $3 in this pool. You're going to take my lineup. You're going to put my lineup in, and you're going to retire a millionaire. You're going to put my logo on your site. You're going to move to Jersey with me. We're going to have a beach house. It's going to be fantastic. That is not us. Number one, I listen to those guys because, again, they're on the radio all the time. I listen to them. I have never once plugged in a quote-unquote DFS expert lineup and cashed. I use my own system. I do my own analysis. I use projections across many experts to try and figure out who I want to use. I don't do that. We are going to focus mainly on double-ups, multipliers, and smaller cash games. You know, the guys that are under $20 to get into, which is what a lot of people play. You know, if you want to throw 20 bucks into a millionaire maker... You're probably listening to the wrong podcast to do that. And not to mention, if you're listening to what somebody else thinks in a millionaire millionaire maker contest where there's 3 million entries, I guarantee you at least 10% of those entries are using the same guy's info. You are looking at a tie for 3,132nd, and if you cash $4 on your $3 entry, congratulations. I would rather put $5 into a double up with a unique lineup that I know is going to cash and take out $10, then put the $3 into cash for. Again, Craig, feel free no, to differ with me. Um, that's, yeah, because what happened was when we started it, what, two years ago? This is our third season of doing it. By the way, just, just for the record, we have yet to lose money. We started out rough, but we have yet to have to put in more money than we take out. Correct. Yeah, because I did the third, first year I went in. I think I put in like 25 bucks. I finished with 75. And you came in late in the season. If I remember correctly, it was yeah. like around week 12 when I was like, Craig, my, my system's starting to click. <laughs> and Craig was like, all right, I put none of the risk out here. I'm just going to put money in there and, and take Britt's advice. And it did. It worked out for you. That first year, I didn't do quite so well because I had like six weeks of really bad results by listening to everybody else. But once we had a system in place and we started doing our own analysis, we did really, really well. But again, I'm not going to identify that guy who sits down on the wide receiver thing and catches four passes for three touchdowns that one week. I'm never going to find that guy. I'm about the consistency. I'm about getting a lineup that's going to score 150 points every week so that you get into the cash line, not necessarily first, not necessarily top 10, but above the cash line every single week. And and we've had pretty good results. Yeah, and last year I finished, um, I think I was plus like 100 bucks. Something like that. I doubled so my the, money last yeah. year. It wasn't exceptional. I think I put in 75 and I took out 150. Whoop-de-doo. Yeah, That's but not still. Gonna, well, exactly. It's not going to get me on a professional radio program talking about it. But last year was also a big year for us, too, because I got invited to a couple of listener leagues. 
Um, I did some stuff with uh, the guy who does the morning show on Sirius XM in terms of like league play. You know, not that I'm not I'm not professing. I know John Hansen personally. Please don't take that. I don't. He probably would not even remember my team name if you asked him. And he thr- he thrashed me pretty badly in the head to head. But just saying, I got myself invited to a couple of cool things. So um, that was really great. Um, but let's move on a little bit. We wanted to also, in the intro, I wanted to kind of focus a little bit in the NFL season because I love making rash and bold predictions, things that are sure to go wrong over the course of the season. <laughs> and one of them jumped out at me the other day while I was sitting there looking at my head-to-heads and the kind of people who were involved on what teams this year. And what jumped out to me, my first bold prediction of the year, if you are a fan of a team in the NFC North, you are going to need 11 wins to make the playoffs this year. I look at the NFC North, and they are just loaded with offensive talent. The only team in that division that cannot have double-digit wins is the Chicago Bears. And by the way, we're going to have some guests on throughout the season that may join us, and one of them is a huge Bears fan, and I'm sure he's going to be listening to this podcast. I'm sorry, the Bears are terrible, but everybody else in that team, in that division rather, has the potential to do really, really great things. And it'll be very interesting to see how it all pans out. So I'm telling you right now, if you're a fan of the Packers, the Vikings, the Lions, any of those folks up there in the NFC North, you really need to look at 10 to 11 wins before you think about you're making the playoffs this year. Because I really think there's a possibility that 10 wins could be eliminated from the playoffs in that division this year. Uh, Definitely, especially since the Vikings signed uh, Murray this past season so they actually have pretty good threat in the backfield and yeah the Bears not that Adrian Peterson was a slouch but he was always injured he was hurt a lot like he got hurt once and then he was like made of you know plaster and broke constantly and and I'm not going to ruin another bold prediction here I think Adrian Peterson's going to have a decent year this year I think he's going to bounce back a little bit but I think at this point in his career he is mainly a third down and scoring position back I don't expect to see 88-yard runs out of AP anymore. So, Craig, what do you think? What is a bold prediction in the Craig universe this year? In my universe? Well, let's see. Uh, Well, with the AFC North, um, I think this is going to be the make-or-break year for uh, Marvin. Oh, for the love of cheese. We have this conversation every year. Well, this is his last last, uh, contract year. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. His contract could expire, and the guy would show up for work the next day. True. They, they can't get rid of him. I mean, I, I, every year I look at Cincinnati and I say, this team is going to be good. They're great on paper. They're great on paper. The Ocho Cinco era, Carson Palma era. It just but never pans out. And every year, you and I will, and you will back me up on this. Every yep. year, we end the season with me saying Marvin Lewis will not be back next year. Yep. And every year I'm wrong, and every year I'm shocked. <laughs> That's true. How does this guy keep getting invited back? I mean... as because the, the family there loves him. So they're just going to sign him back. So, realistically, what does it take for him to get the contract extension? Does he have to win a certain number of games? Uh, Is that well, I'd run? say he has to at least win a playoff game. A playoff game. <laughs> That's not really that lofty. My Chiefs have done at least that. They're terrible. They've, uh, they've lost all their playoff games in the first round with him. 
Yeah, I, I I hear that. He's like the new Marty Schottenheimer, only in Cincinnati. Well, wait a minute. Was Marty in Cincinnati? Or that was his son, wasn't it? I think that was his son. Yeah, somebody, not, not Marty was in Cincinnati, though. Maybe. Is Marty Schottenheimer dead? <laughs> we should look that up. That's that's another thing you'll occasionally get on the show is the, is this person dead? And you should know, Craig right now is going on his phone to try and find out if Marty Schottenheimer is dead. So I'll move on to my second one, which is going to be one that causes a lot of controversy. Please, if you're in New England... Brace yourself right now. The New England Patriots offense will take a step back this year. Yes, I know they signed Brandon Cooks. Yes, I know you all think Brady is the GOAT. And I know the moment I say that he is not the GOAT, 750 people who sound exactly like Mark Wahlberg just in unison screamed numbers in my ear saying he's the greatest of all time, he's better than this guy, he's better than that time. I don't get involved in the GOAT argument. He's a great football player. I do not think he is the greatest football player of all time. And in a podcast where I had infinite time, I could sit here and list my personal arguments for 10 other guys who are better. Not necessarily quarterbacks either, just football players. It's hard to compare people like Jim Brown to Tom Brady. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying Jim Brown is better than Tom Brady, but I'm saying this. Tom Brady is older. I think the offensive line is good, but not fantastic. The couple of times we saw him get hit last year, he got very upset. It definitely disrupts his rhythm. And I think that this year, with LeGarrette Blunt gone, it's going to change the dynamic in the backfield in such a way that we're going to see a little bit of a decrease in the New England passing. Now, the reports out of New England's camp are really great about their passing game. They love Brandon Cooks. I have seen Brandon Cooks go up on the ADP listing in the last week two or three spots just based off of the OTAs. But realistically, how many quarter, I'm sorry, wide receivers change teams and that readily have an immediate impact? I don't see it. So pardon me, New England fans, and keep this podcast in case I'm wrong, but I think the ceiling, the absolute ceiling for your team is 12 wins this year. And they could do that. But I think realistically, they could also win like 10 games get into the playoffs, and make a strong playoff push. But I do not expect to see a strong New England offense this year. Uh, Did you take into account his magic pajamas? Who, Tom Brady's magic pajamas? Yes. Is he wearing them during the season, though, or is that just an off-season thing? I'm assuming he's using them all year. And is is this in conjunction with the special tent that Michael Jackson used to sleep in, or is this on its own? It's on its own. Okay, his magic pajamas. I, you know, I, I don't know. It's I'm like not taking that. It's like 200 bucks for a set of them. You know, they better be magic at $200 a set. I mean, you know, it's just, it doesn't make any sense to me personally. <laughs> but, you know, that's where I'm at. Craig, do you have a second bold prediction for us? Um, one quick one. The, the Bengals are playing the Packers this year. And okay. in the last, uh, I think, eight years, ten years, the Bengals have beaten them both times. They played twice, two other times. They both, the Bengals have won both games. Where is the game this year? Uh, I want to say it's at... No, I'm going to look right now. See, now I just made you abandon your Marty Schottenheimer research. Marty Schottenheimer is alive. Okay, so congratulations, Marty Schottenheimer. We love you. Chiefs Nation loves you. No one remembers the fact that we couldn't get past the AFC Championship. End of September in Green Bay. But it's end of September in Green Bay. That could be end of September in anywhere that's not Alaska. It's going to be like 55 degrees and sunny. I mean, unless it's pouring rain or they get a cold snap... Forget it. It's going to be like a normal game. So that doesn't... Lambo is only Lambo when it's freezing. So after 
after that November. game. So mid-October. Mid-October, beginning of October sometimes, depending on the day. True. So, I mean, uh, you know, it, it all depends on, on the situation. But I'm not, I, I, yes, I would not be shocked if the Bengals marched into Lambeau in September and won a game. I would not. Right. Now, here's a question for you. Okay. Do the Jets finish at 500? No. <laughs> no. 500, 500 in a win-loss? Yes. Or $500 million in debt? Win-loss. Oh, no. No, no, not a chance. Not a chance. I'm so, again, we have another friend who's a big Jets fan. I'm sorry, John. This is, no. The Jets are a absolute monkey nightmare of a team right now. I don't see anything on there. When, was it Vince Young who called out, um, what's his name the other day? The bearded guy. Why am I drawing a blank uh, on his name? Bearded guy. Oh, my God. The guy who was a quarterback for the Jets last year from Harvard. Ryan Fitzpatrick. There you go. Sorry about that. This is my first time podcasting. So when when Vince Young, Vince Young stands up and says, Ryan Fitzpatrick is a joke. I can't get a job in this league, but this guy's employed. You know that the Jets are in trouble. Now, I know he's not there anymore, but I'm saying this is the guy, this is the guy that was their future. You know, I mean, I just, I don't see anything redeemable about the New York Jets this year. I'm honestly putting them at four wins. Okay. All right. That's that's my honest to god feeling on them. Four wins for the New York Jets. So, who's the shocking team this year, Craig? Who's going to shock. shock the world? Yep. Who's going to come out of nowhere and win double digit games and like make a playoff run? I think kind of feel like last year was Atlanta. We all knew Atlanta had an offense, but we didn't think Atlanta's offense was consistent enough to get there. They right. got there. Mm-hmm. Who's it this year? Hmm, that's a good one. Ooh, I caught him off guard in the middle of the podcast. Caught him off Um, guard. See, now I would say the Seahawks, but they're so inconsistent. Well, that's the thing. The Seahawks are inconsistent. I'll give you mine while you ponder. All right. And this this hurts me because I'm a Chiefs fan. I'm going to go with the Oakland Raiders. This is the year the Raiders make it over the hump. They win 10 or 11 games. They're going to win the division. The most expensive quarterback ever. The most expensive quarterback of all time. They brought Marshawn Lynch out of retirement. Marshall and Lynch, by the way, just for fantasy purposes, he's going to carry the ball 24 times across the season. Not across the game. 24 times across the season and score 18 touchdowns. They are literally bringing him in to get first downs and touchdowns. The end. And you know what? you got to think, if Seattle had used him in that kind of manner a couple years ago, he might not have never retired. I mean, the guy does not... He, he's at a point in his career where he is just a bold him over... He reminds me a lot of Jerome Bettis later. He's mm-hmm. not going to break off big runs, but he's going to get you a yard or two every time. So right. that makes sense. But that so Oakland is mine. As much as it pains me to say it, Oakland is my kind of like team that gets over the hump this year and really gets in there. And they only missed the playoffs last year by a game. I think it was. They barely missed the playoffs. It's not like they were a bad team last year, but I really think they're going to come out of the gate hot this year. I think they're going to win anywhere from ten to twelve games, and they are going to be. A fantastic fantasy team to target across probably all positions. Mm-hmm. So, what about you? Is there what team are you looking at um, that you said I'm going? They're going big. Me going big. I know I'm, and I really don't follow the NFC that much. Okay, but I'm gonna say the Eagles. Based on what? Based on Wentz and the fact that they signed uh, Jeffrey. Hmm. I'm not a big fan of guys who change team, particularly at wide receiver. Thusly, why I was kind of downplaying the Patriots a little bit. Mm. But I think the biggest problem with Alshon Jeffrey is health. He's got to stay healthy. Yep. Can he stay healthy this year? Uh, I don't know. Can he? 
that's the question. You know, that's that's the big question. We've got to find that out. So, um, so that's that's you know, we wanted to kind of give yeah, you an intro. Um, yeah, yeah, we just kind of want to give you an intro to us. Uh, make a couple bold predictions. Get kind of give you a setup of what we're going to be talking about. Um, next couple podcasts you see will be pretty much uh, mired around different positions. Um, yes, it's July, but it's never too early to start your draft prep. Things are changing rapidly. ADPs are coming out daily. Um, a definite plug to our friends over at fantasypros.com. They are free, by the way. They're, they have um, subscription level information, but their ADP data, which is fantastic, is free. Um, they're also connected through CBS Sports, so if you're a member over there, you can look at their stuff there as well. And they do fantastic work with the ADP stuff. Uh, so definitely check them out and, and, and look at their stuff. So anything right. else you want to add in on closing, Craig? Uh, well, I'm glad we're do- I'm glad we're finally doing this. We took we talked about it for a while. We talked about it for a long time. There was a lot yeah. of beer drank in order to get this thing there going. There was there was actually at this brewery that we're drinking beer from. Yes, really, exactly. Two roads. If you're listening, we are we are looking for sponsors. The Fig Nuts Football Podcast is looking <laughs> for sponsors. So we will say goodbye for now. We will be back soon. Um, I believe our next podcast is scheduled to be QB preview. So we'll be focusing a lot on the season long QB picture. And then, like I said, once we get into August, um, we'll be talking more about draft strategy. And then, once we hit the first week of September, it's going to be pretty much about daily fantasy: who you should, who should use, who's looking like good value, risks, rewards, all that fun stuff. Um, and maybe we'll even share a few lineups along the way. So, yep. and the random Simpsons quote. Absolutely, geek culture is a huge part of our lives. So you may hear random things just tossed out that don't make a lick of sense. It's probably just a Simpsons quote. But uh, anyway, I'm Britt. I'm Craig. And we thank you for listening. We'll talk to you soon. This is the Fig Nuts Football Podcast. (laughs) 